Hello everyone. Welcome to You Like That Extra. My name is Jack. I am one half of You Like That Extra and also the You Like That podcast. Um, it's just me today. You are stuck with just me. I took the week off the main episode because I just had a fuck work week. I worked like eight days straight with no notice that I was working eight days straight. So I was very <laughs> tired and over it and I didn't have any time to see the movie and I just would have been a fucking lump on the couch sitting quietly while Adam just kind of talked at me, which is not great content for anyone, really. It would have been unfair to Adam, it would have been unfair to you guys, so I just decided to sit it out, and if you watch that episode, you'll see that I made a pretty good choice in doing that. Um, yeah, I'm not too sad about missing um, I'm Stuck in an Elevator and I Have Powers, I think. That's what that movie was. <laughs> So I figured I would just do an extra by myself this week, give Adam the week off. We'll be back on the couch next week to do Swordfish. We are still doing that. Uh, little baby-faced Hugh Jackman. Still doing that. That's still happening. I'll be back on the main show this week. Uh, good. Merch is in. Look at that. Absolutely beautiful. The AS Color ones are just incredible. They are such top-notch quality. And they look great, and I'm so stoked. Everyone... They all sort of turned up yesterday and everyone just you know sent us all their love and photos and ah, man, it was awesome. It was really overwhelming. So yeah, thank you. If you bought a shirt, thank you so much. We get nothing for it. But you know, it's just so sick to see our faces out there on t-shirts. It's a little weird actually, but you know, I love it, of course. I love my own face and I love myself. So yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, 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 I think that's all the, the admin, the business I had to do. I didn't have to do it. Adam didn't tell me to do anything in particular. But anyway, uh, the, if you want some merch, just go to our Instagram and hit the link tree in our bio. It's there somewhere. Um, it's all made to order. So it takes a little while. Uh, we don't have any control over the price, but we get nothing back for it. So it really is just, uh, Hey, I like your show. I want people to know that I like your show. Pretty cool. Really cool. Uh, following on from Get Out last week, Jordan Peele's Get Out, I figured I would watch the movie Us, his follow-up to that movie from 2019. Um, this is the first one I watched. This is the first extra I watched without Alyssa, um, friend of the show, friend of mine, Alyssa. <clears throat> and she, she, if I have anything insightful to say about a movie on one of these extras it just comes from her and i just steal it and claim it as my own so this one's probably going to be a lot less insightful and less funny or good because she's not feeding me lines but i will persevere and i'll see what i can do uh, it's very early in the morning i'm getting sick as well so i'm kind of racing my own voice so i've, I've just had to quickly scramble and record this in the morning before my voice completely disappears on me. Um, if you're watching the video, I will be looking to my left a lot at my laptop. I do have notes, um, but I have nowhere better to put my laptop to read the notes. So I'm very sorry if you're watching it. It's, it's quite rude, but whatever. You push on. You make do with what you got. I don't have a fancy studio like Adam does, all right? I'm working with what I got. So Us came out in 2019. Very divisive movie. Um, the the critics against the audience do not balance out at all. Uh, the critics ninety three percent, and it's it's a very critic-y, critic-y? 
it's a, it's one of those movies where critics can get up on a high chair and go, ooh, look at me. I know I know so much about art and I interpret art this way and it's the right way and you should take it this way. This is exactly what Jordan Peele meant and I know that because I am a movie critic. Um, that's not what I am. I'm not a movie critic at all. I'm just a bloke with opinions. Um, I quite like this movie. Uh, geez, Get Out's a tough one to follow. If you listen to that episode, I I replace Hereditary with Get Out as the perfect movie. I think Get Out. I think Get Out is literally perfect and just gets better every time you watch it. Whereas Us. Ooh, uh, this is my only my second time watching it. Uh, I I saw it on opening night and I was just riding high on Get Out. I had watched Get Out four or five times, and I was just like, "Oh my god, Jordan Peele is the next big thing!" Like he's he can't do any wrong. He can't do any wrong. So I remember watching. It. I didn't blink. I didn't fucking breathe through the whole thing, and I was just so into it, so gripped and engaged, and just riding high on that you know, that love of Jordan Peele. But I didn't get, inverted commas, get it. I was just kind of like, oh, okay, it's it's much less... It feels it feels less cohesive than Get Out. Get Out. Get Out really feels like it was one idea and here's the idea and we're going to explain that idea to you very clearly which people, you know, it feels a bit clumsy and get out. People just go, oh, it's an exposition dump. But it kind of makes sense in that world because, you know, white people need everything spelled out to them and it's all very obvious. And they and they love what they're doing so much, you know, they, they can't help but to revel in it and just, like, explain it. Just go and explain it all, you know. Whereas us, it does do that. There's a lot of exposition dumps. But the critics, all the reviews are just like, I don't know where this comes from. And maybe this is just because I'm dumb as a box of hammers. But all, all the reviews are just like, oh my God, this movie, like we needed this movie in the age of Trump. And oh my God, this is such an important movie. And it's so politicized and politically charged and everything. Yeah, politics, everything. That's just America. Just they need to turn America on and off again and just start again. I I didn't get any politics from this. I don't know. Like I I guess that's just me as a straight white male in Australia. I I don't know. I just watch movies because I like movies. Um and then the audience score. The audience score is really interesting. Critic score 93%. Audience is 59%, which is fucking low, man. Like for a Jordan Peele movie, off the back of Get Out, which was in the high 90s. Like, people love Get Out. And I remember this coming out and the internet just kind of going, ooh, ooh, no thanks. I didn't like that at all. And I'm not really sure why. I couldn't really, I couldn't find any old Reddits or anything of audience reviews or anything. I was just reading the critics and, you know, I, I don't love movie critics, man. I don't like reading critics' reviews. I'm sorry. And again, I must reiterate, Adam and I are not that. We are just two blokes who like movies. People, this is, it, it's a slasher movie, right? It, it's a, being stalked by a slasher, or in this case, uh, uh, four slashers, a family. And, and it's 
a love letter to 80s movies. Whereas Get Out was such its own thing. Get Out was out of nowhere. Just holy shit, this is so original and so batshit and crazy that it was just perfect. It's just such a standalone effort. You don't have to read so much into it. Whereas this, this is, this is a, you know, it's, it's very 80s. It's a very 80s movie. And, you know, not all movies in the 80s were good. (laughs) The budget for this movie was $20 million. It's all right. It's up on Get Out. You got a bit more money. Of course, that's how it goes. Second movie, especially if the first one's such a hit, you get more money. That's how Hollywood works. It's pretty sick. Jesus Christ, the box office, $255.2 million from a $20 million budget. Like, that's that's a hit and a half. Like, holy shit. And that just shows you how much goodwill he had, like, off the back of Get Out. He could have made fucking anything and everyone in the world would have seen it. This proves that. So what is Us? I haven't talked about it at all yet. Us is a movie about a family on holiday. Um a family of four on holiday. Uh, they they go through a home invasion type uh, dealio, which is pretty frightening. Uh, the family that break into the house is them. It's identical to them in looks, anyway. And then you discover, you know, uh, there's this whole underground society, I guess, the government put together to control the people up above, the government put together this underground bunker with exact replicants of everyone, everyone upstairs. And they kind of puppeteer. It's a really subtle way of controlling people. I guess that's where the politics of the critics come in. Like, ooh, the government. The government control your every step, whether you know it or not. Which is bullshit. But the government gave up on it, and they were like, ah, this isn't working, it's kind of weird, they're not really doing much, people are still just have their own free will and can do whatever they want. Great, that's the movie, that's what we find out, with a big twist at the end. It's a Jordan Peele movie, so you kind of, from the get-go, you are, if you if you have seen Get Out, from the get-go of us, you're just like, okay, everything's going to mean something, everything every little fucking visual detail is going to mean something. So you're kind of, you're watching it very differently to how you would watch Get Out. You kind of, you're in it and you're paying attention, but you're also looking past it and you're like, okay, what's this mean? What's this going to, what, 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 what? Especially if you don't know the whole Tether clone thing. If you didn't, this movie would have been so sick if you didn't watch any of the trailers. There's no other way to market it. You had to, you had to market it as, a home invasion by a family that's identical to you. You have to market it that way. There's no other way because this movie just kicks in, you know, it just starts. Yeah. So the break in scene. So I'll start with the family. The family dynamic is great um, with the original family, obviously, the real family, quote unquote. Ooh, what's real? What's not? Ooh, critics. So I've, I've got a real bee in my bonnet about critics. I don't know why. Um, the family dyma- dynamic is great. I think uh, they, they've cast it really well. They really do feel like a family. And I think that's so fucking important in movies, man. If, you're, if you have a family in a movie, 
but it's clearly just four actors who met that day and don't you know don't know anything about each other it's weird and it shows this movie isn't like that like you've got the sister who's at that age where she's kind of a know-it-all but you know mature enough to recognize that she's a bit of a know-it-all and then you've got the little brother who's you know a bit odd and she like you know the sister just like shuts him down and interrupts him and speaks for him and stuff you know that's a very realistic thing for a sibling dynamic and then you got the parents, um, who you know they've you got the the jokey jovial dad, who doesn't take anything too seriously, but you know he's a great dad. The kids love him. And then you got the mum, who you don't get a real read on the mum. Her character's name is Adelaide. Um, you don't get a real read on her because she's so anxious and nervous about this holiday from the start. She's going back to a place where something traumatic happened to her, so. You don't get a read for who she truly is because she's just like tense and locked up and distracted. And so the movie starts in the eighties. Uh, a kid goes into a mirror maze, yeah, you know, and sees a little girl who is identical to her. And you got that great Jordan Peele imagery, that terrifying, unsettling. It's super dark, but the eyes are just like so wide and white. And one of the girls does this creepy little murderous child smile. And the other girl does that shock face, which is in the poster. And it's like, it's really unnerving because it's just like the whites of their eyes and nothing else. And it's just like, oh God, that's scary. So you see that and you see that Adelaide was that child. That was Adelaide. And she suffered severe PTSD. She lost speech and sort of rebuilt herself back up through dancing and just, you know, growing up in general. So that's the context of Adelaide. That's everything you know about her is that whereas you don't really know much about adult her because like i said she's so on edge and anxious and lupita nyongo oh my god oh my god this is such an incredible performance i'm so glad she's the lead um one thing Alyssa did say is that this movie is much better for having a female lead um and i agree i i really like i i just love her performance so much and you know it goes into free will and motherhood especially um and particularly if you're forced into motherhood pretty much which she was because of the tether the above ground people had kids of course they're just living their life but that forced the tethers to have kids as well whereas it was a horrible experience you know all that lupita nyongo is unbelievable like in this dual role she um she just kills it man she like it's a really accurate a very accurate depiction of PTSD you know she's she's being spoken at instead of to you know because she's so distracted and she's hypersensitive to all these sounds like you know there's a scene a frisbee lands near her and it's like a World War 3 explosion you know like that's a very realistic depiction of that and then you get your first little your first little uh, dump of exposition, which is when you find out uh, that the girl in the beginning was Addie. <clears throat> Classic Jordan Peele. Oh my God! There's that shot when she's when she's talking about the exp- like talking about what happened to her as a child. You know, it happened in a mirror maze. This movie is all about your shadow, your reflection. You know, meeting yourself and stuff. And there's that shot where she's talking 
to her husband, but her back's turned and she's just looking out the window. But the shot is focused on the reflection in the window. Oh my God. Oh, oh beautiful. And then when you find out later, the big twist, that's a very good, a very good, very early foreshadowing of the twist. Um, let's jump to the end. Let's jump to the twist now that I mention it. Because as I was saying, it's a Jordan Peele movie. So you're, you know there's going to be some sort of twist. You know there's going to be more going on. Um, so, you know, you're, you're a little bit distracted, but I don't know. It makes for a more engaging watch, I think, when a, when a, when you know what a director likes to do or a writer likes to do. In this case, both, because Jordan Peele did both because he's God. So the twist is, when the twist is revealed, it feels really predictable. But even on my second watch last night, obviously it is a bit more obvious and you can kind of pick it pretty early. The The twist is Addie is the underground. So the Addie we're seeing in the above ground is they were swapped when they were kids. So the, the underground Addie came up, trapped above ground Addie. This makes sense if you watch the movie, I swear to God. I, I'm not explaining it very well. They swapped, right? So the tether is the real life Addie. The real life Addie is underground being the tether and organizing this sort of uprising. And you get that, yeah, that reveal you get that reveal pretty late. You get that in like the last 20 minutes in the movie. And it's kind of clumsy how it is revealed because it's just like exposition dump and then you get a flashback and you're like, okay, yeah, that's pretty obvious. But it's kind of cool, I guess. I, like I really liked that as a twist. Uh, it, it didn't change. No, it did. It, it changed how I watched it the second time because I was trying to pick it. I was trying to see little glimpses in her performance or in the writing or anything to sort of give that away and I don't think it does maybe I'm just a dumb cunt and I just didn't pick it even on the second time even knowing it I just didn't pick it but I really don't feel like it's that obvious so her performance is unreal and she when red they call her red the critics call her red I don't know but that's the tethered person the the girl from underground she's doing this voice this terrifying unsettling voice and I looked it up because I was just like why is she doing that like was it in the direction and I have to I'm sorry I'm sorry I'm sorry yeah so I'm just gonna read this the voice is based on a symptom called spasmodic dysphonia oh I spat when I said that sorry so that's a condition that can be brought on suddenly out of nowhere and it's generally brought on by trauma either mental or physical or both where, as we know, in the beginning of this movie, she went through something super traumatic. Just, well, we think she did. Super traumatic, seeing this girl, this real-life exact twin of herself. So, yeah, um, it causes the vocal cords to spasm and just, like, you have no control over the airflow or anything. So it creates this kind of... this breathy, like, forced... Uh, oh, painful. It sounds really painful. <laughs> Excuse me. And yeah, Lupita Nyong'o, oh my god, she's fucking unreal in this movie. She's so good, and I'm so glad she's the lead. Because you just want more and more of her in both roles. Like, she's so good in both roles, but particularly in the red role. Um, they call her red because they were in red jumpsuits. That's not really explained. 
the scissors aren't really explained. It's just kind of like, ah, they're planning a violent uprising. Yeah, it took years and years to organize. How did they get the jumpsuits? We don't know. Because you see them underground and they're all just wearing the same clothes, but inside out as the above tethers. So you're just kind of like, okay, where did that come from? Where did any of that come from? Do they get dressed every day? What? How does that work? And he gets away with... Well, d your experience may vary, but he kind of gets away with not explaining that just by going, ah, the government abandoned them, they forgot. They're just down there. No one cares about them. Nobody really knows they're there. So they just carry on. And you're just like... And if you think about it too hard, you're just like, okay, well, yeah, right, I guess. Doesn't make a lot of sense, so I'll just try and stop thinking about it. And that's why it's a more distracting watch than Get Out is. Get Out is very clear and very... And I'm sorry, I, I have to compare it to Get Out. Like, I don't really know what else to compare it to, to be honest. <clears throat> because, yeah, you can't really compare it to an 80s slasher movie. Because it's a lot smarter than an 80s slasher movie. But it's definitely a love letter to those movies. Yeah, it's... You know, there's some real slashy action, whereas Get Out was more, again, grounded in reality and unsettling and the violence. There's not a lot of violence in Get Out, really, until the end. But even that is super realistic. It's survival, you know. Whereas this is... They're taken by surprise, so it's... Yeah, I guess it's survival as well, but they're just like fighting desperately for their lives and losing they're, they're just so so unprepared and they just get overpowered straight away uh, Red oh my god such a cool character man like that voice so iconic and her physical tics and the way she carries herself like she's so confident and like ready to go for this uprising but, you know, obviously she's been living underground for 30 years or whatever. So she's like, she's a little bit weird and off kilter. And, you know, she's super confident in herself. But it comes across as just so scary and robotic. And, yeah, it's great, man. It's such a great performance. Um, it'll go down as one of the great performances, I reckon. Whether you like the movie or not, you cannot deny how good she is in this role. It's just fucking hell. It's so good. And that voice must have really hurt to do. I don't know how she does it. I'm just going to quickly check my notes. Because I made notes. Because I'm fucking committed to this podcast. Yeah. So. My first note is. The dad did a dab. This is the best movie ever. Remember dabbing? That was big for a while. I still dab. Unironically. Because I'm fucking 80 years old. Yeah, so I guess the politicized people try to politicize it because it's about free will, right? The the tethers are very aware of their situation, which makes that pretty scary. The tethers are aware that they're just they exist solely in this one place. There's no free will. They they have to do whatever the shadows, the tethers up upstairs are doing. They don't have a choice, whether that's you know getting married, having kids, uh, harming themselves, whatever. You know they don't have a choice. They have to do it. There's no free will, 
so the the point of the uprising is so they can have the life they can have free will and they can have a life upstairs and the only way to do that is to get rid of their is to kill their tethers because otherwise they'll just keep doing what the tethers are doing which again if you think about it too hard i'm sure it's explained probably i'm just not smart enough but you're just like, okay, well, how did they plan an uprising if they're doing everything the tethers are doing? And how did they come up on, from underground? And, you know, it sort of goes between... Because the kid, uh, Jason, I think his name is, the kid kills his tether by... He recognizes that they're doing the same thing. So he, they, you got that great scene where he walks backwards and the tether walks backwards into the fire and dies. Okay, cool. That's a very smart way of killing your tether but it's just like that's kind of the only time they're doing the same thing it just conveniently when they need to kill the tether so yeah i'm sure that's explained that has to be explained right and i just missed it because that's really the only time they do the same thing really the rest of them the rest of the time they're just fighting as if two regular humans are fighting and just one of them seems a bit more stronger and brutal brutal and brutish so yeah i don't really get that i don't get how they planned an uprising if the people up above weren't planning an uprising you know where the fuck did they get the jumpsuits like where like you know there's so many of them down there how, how did they get those made where do they come from explain that okay jordan if you're listening explain that so you really feel like the tethers have the upper the upper hand because they are just so meticulous and planned and brutal and they just stop at nothing. They just, their one goal is to kill and take over these families. So, yeah, they've had years underground just planning this. They have no remorse, no hesitation to just kill on sight. But the, the whole commentary on free will, it's just like... I don't I just don't get it like I'm sorry (laughs) I don't get like the whole conversation is about free will but they clearly had the free will to come up and plan this uprising and the twist I guess feeds into that yeah no it is explained I'm a fucking idiot I am just a fucking idiot never mind so because Addie is a real life Addie when they were swapped as kids she the all the other tethers recognize it pretty much straight away that she's different and she has free will so they they hold her up as a god they hold her up as this leader because they recognize instantly that something is up and they're like okay and you know there's less of classrooms down underneath so you assume she was teaching them about free will and you know life isn't just this there's so much more upstairs we have to get back up there and we have to have our own life. It's our turn. Uh, it's our turn to take it. I can't believe I just fucking forgot the last half an hour of this movie and I was like yelling at Jordan Peele. I'm very sorry, Jordan Peele, if you're listening. You did explain it. It's just very early in the morning. I'm very sorry. So yeah, so Addie, Addie is the spearhead. You know, the real Addie is the spearhead. She is a god. She brings the concept of free will, brings the concept of this uprising, and they want to send a message. So they plan it around the Hands Across America event. Um, you know, that's uh, symbolic of tethering and uh, rolling this together, whatever. 
it's great, man. It's a great movie. It's a, it's a really great movie, but it's just not as good as Get Out. Like, holy shit. And it, and it, it was never going to be. Like, oh, Jesus Christ. Imagine having to follow up Get Out. Like, what a tough job. What else have I got? What else have I got? So, yeah, because it's a Jordan Peele movie, you're looking... There's a big focus on coincidences and all these things that are happening. But, yeah, it's not not as immediately obvious even on the even on a rewatch I was still like I didn't get much didn't get much more out of it on a rewatch knowing the knowing the twist and knowing how it ends and stuff I didn't really get much more out of it um I don't know I just kind of enjoyed it again but I had more questions this time I think you know as when I left it the first time I was just like oh my god that's so good Jordan Peele is so good um isn't it crazy how yeah it was the different girl well well Whereas on the second rewatch, I was just like, okay, how and why? But I guess, you know, it does explain it pretty well. I'm just trying to remember. I watched it very late last night. I'm just trying to remember fucking anything about it. I should have recorded it last night after I watched it, even though it was late. But I didn't. And now I'm here in the morning trying to remember it. So yeah, Addie... You did... Even though she's super anxious through the whole movie, she's just like such a fighter and such a survivor. And then, you know, after the twist is revealed, you realize it's because she's literally fighting to keep her secret. Like, she works so hard to readjust, no, not even readjust, to adjust to above ground life and and become a real human, quote unquote. And she worked so hard for it that she would do anything to keep that family, keep that life, and not go back underground. That's pretty cool, and that's why she's she's kind of brutal and ruthless in killing the tethers. Like you don't expect that from her. She's just this sweet, anxious little mother. But when she's killing people, she seems to like just fucking really get into it and really brutally murder people. And you know the kid. There's a there's a scene in the middle where the kid sees her killing one of the tethers and just going for it, and the kid kind of twigs on and he's just like, "Oh, that's that's not right. My mum's not like that." And then at the end of the movie, you have this moment between Addie and the kid, where Addie's looking at him with these you know those big eyes, and she's she's kind of like unspoken. It's just like if you fucking tell anyone that I am not Addie, I'll fucking kill you. And the kid's just like, hey, I get it. I'm scared. I'm going to put my Chewbacca mask back on. So yeah, there's all there's little stuff like that. But I think you would get that on a first watch. I think you would get the same out of this on a first watch than on a rewatch. Again, maybe I'm just dumb. Who knows? But yeah, the scenes, the scenes between them... The scenes between, like, if it's the same person, right? It's like... Yeah, Phoebe and Ursula are on Friends. It's clearly just like they just got a blonde lady to talk to Lisa Kudrow and then they swap them around, you know. They don't really do any... There's a couple of scenes where, you know, they're fighting. And it's pretty good. Like, they, they get around it. A lot of it's in the dark, of course, the horror movie. Uh, get around using any visual effects. You just shoot everything in the dark and hope you can't see much. Yeah, when the two dads are fighting on the boat, it is fucking pitch black and you can't see anything because it's dark, it's on a lake, it's in the water. So, of course, you just get another 
big burly bloke to beat the shit out of you, uh, Winston Duke, the main actor, the co-main actor, the main actor, the lead, comfortably appear to Nyong'o. So there's a lot of that. And then, you know, he, he gets around it sort of stylistically as well. Like when, when Red is dumping exposition at the end in the classroom, it's just this gorgeous shot of her superimposed in front of herself. You know, you, you get around that. It, you don't have to shoot body so many body doubles and stuff. And then there's a great fight at the end. There's a great fight between Addy and Red where, you know, they did do a lot of work into hiding hiding the fact that it's not the same actress. Um, Red is always like... She mentions it earlier. She's always a couple of steps ahead because obviously they're tethered. They're so connected, they know. So Addy is just like very... like swinging wildly she's losing her grip on keeping it all together and she's like swinging wildly and you know red's just very casually stepping out of the way and it's this beautiful like you know there's a lot about dancing in the movie and it's kind of like a dance man it's so choreographed and so beautiful to watch and addy's just like picking her moments very carefully to fight i mean sorry red i guess it is addy because they got swapped oh my god my brain my brain um, they eat rabbits down in the underground bunker. I don't know why rabbits, but there's just like rabbits everywhere. And then you find out that that's all they're eating. Very strange. What a weird movie. But yeah, anyway, um, Addy comes out, she beats Red, and yeah, she wins pretty much. It, like her uprising seems to work because we we do get the yeah the end. And all the tethers are doing the hands across America. You see, like, millions of them, like, just linked up. So you assume the uprising, like, even though the family got away, the family got away unscathed, it's all them, they defeated all their tethers, they get away, so it's sort of happy there, but it's not happy because, you know, Addy isn't Addy, and and the uprising still happens because all the tethers clearly won. So, yeah, so... That's us. I don't think I explained it very well. I think I just rambled for a very long time. I'm very sorry. But yeah, I... Do I like this movie? Yes. I like this movie a lot as a movie. But I think it's just... I think it's very flawed. You have to think so hard. But then also, if you think too hard, it kind of ruins the experience. Whereas Get Out really rewards repeat watches. I don't think this does, to be honest. I didn't, again, maybe it's just me, but hey, I'm doing the episode. This is just my opinion. I didn't get anything out of a rewatch really, other than being more distracted by trying to pick out things in the background, you know. I didn't really mention Elizabeth Moss is in this from The Invisible Man. Uh, I adore Elizabeth Moss because of The Invisible Man. Uh, she's great in this, of course. Jordan Peele has a very funny way of writing white characters. <laughs> They're just like super white, just like ramped up. Like they have to be better than the the family of color. Like uh, the, the, the dads are in competition, sort of this unspoken competition of who buys a nicer car, who buys a nicer boat, who has the nice house, you know, all of that. And so, of course, the white people are they have all that. They have all the nice air house and stuff, but they're really dumb and really insufferable. And it's, it's very funny. Jordan Peele writes white people very funny. Again, not as funny as Get Out, though. So, yeah, if uh, I would... I'd definitely recommend this movie. I recommend, I recommend watching it with someone. 
so you can talk about it sort of as it's happening or directly after and see what everyone's different interpretation is. My interpretation is it's a very good movie. I like that it ends. Yeah, the the tethers aren't defeated. The uprising works and happens and, you know, Addie, it's really fucking grim because Addie doesn't get her life back and Red just continues living her life pretty much, which is pretty morbid. But yeah, that's us. I'm sorry if I didn't explain it very well. I'm sorry if I didn't even review it very well. Um, I don't know. Uh, what do you expect? It's just me. I, I just talk a lot. Oh my God, it nearly went for 40 minutes. I'm Hell yeah. Anyway, so that's us. Jordan Peele's us. We'll be back on the weekend. Uh, what are we doing this weekend? Let's. I'll spoil it. Adam won't like this, but I'll spoil it. I think we're doing, we're doing some fucking... It looks like a Conjuring movie, but it's not... What's it called? Uh, there's a spooky ghost lady in a church. And the guy from Watchmen's in it. The guy from The Walking Dead. I guess people know him from The Walking Dead. And then we're doing Swordfish on Extra next week. And then the week after that, it's the big one, baby. It's Mortal Kombat. We're ready. We're ready for another big blockbuster. Warner Brothers blockbuster. So yeah, some cool shit coming up. Uh, thank you for listening and watching all the way through. If you did, I don't know fucking how you did it but yeah thanks um 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 um, yeah go to the link in our instagram for merch for all the socials chuck us a follow chuck us a screenshot tag us we love all that shit forever my name is jack i am and have been one half of both you like that and you like that extra and i'll see you on the next episode with adam on the couch with some more cohesion and jokes. We got jokes. I don't know how to end these. I'm just going to end it. Bye, everyone.